aka MVP, where we talk about sports, music, media, and stuff that you might or might not care about. In today's episode, me and Ian play catch up over this long summer break. Also, Ian has some very positive things to say about my congregation. Keep listening to find out. Also, we're going to get into some NBA free agency news. We're going to get our reactions to all of those acquisitions during the offseason. Also, you're going to get our thoughts and opinions on the new Stimulator Jones project. Look forward to talking about that album with Ian. And also, we have a couple of mailbag questions that we're going to tap into and some awards to give out. So just sit back, relax, kick your feet up, grab some popcorn, and enjoy the season eight premiere. What's going on? Man, we are back. <laughs> Been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. Our adult <laughs> podcast is up to Hey, man, we in season eight, man. Season eight. Yes, we made it. We made it. Season seven was like two years long. <laughs> <laughs> That's because the pandemic, you know, the pandemic, man, you know, ain't nobody in the ain't nobody paying attention to all that. Right, 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 right. But we back, we back, man. We back. we we came back to get the people what they want. We ain't gonna oh, go yeah. the Jesus and Miro route. Oh no, 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 oh no, oh no. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Them jokers. Uh, we the, we, the, we the new Jesus and Miro. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So hey, go on here, hit that follow, subscribe, all that stuff. You know, notifications, turn that on. So you can get all the alerts because uh, we're about to be busy this season, man. Indeed. Lots to get into, man. But how you doing? I'm good, man. First of all, before we even get into this show, man, I got I do. I got to do a continuation for my last show, bro. Uh, get, get the fans an update. So so you came to Burbank. You came to visit Burbank Congregation. You know what I mean? Yes. Get your yes. thoughts on it, man. I want to get your thoughts on it. Your shout outs. Man, I got, y'all, I got y'all in my shout outs. But first, hey, Rodney, I want to say, not the watch. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you almost made me spit my coffee out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to the Burbank congregation, man, who showed myself, my wife, my son, my whole family, showed us a great deal of hospitality and a very warm, welcoming spirit when we visited. Uh, for uh, my good friend Marco's first public talk. Yeah, shout out to Marco. Y'all got a nice congregation and it's diverse. Everybody seems nice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's di- I know it's different when you go there. You know, you know where yeah. the bodies are hidden, but you know, but man, they showed us the utmost, you know, hospitality and everything. Uh, shout out to y'all for continuing to make y'all meetings, even though y'all got a trash parking lot. I thought. <laughs> I thought <laughs> oh, I got a backstory on that. Thought, I thought our parking lot was trash, man. We pull up, man. It's like y'all's parking lot is like only like probably like a half of what our parking lot is. <laughs> Maybe even a third. I'm like, what do y'all? What do y'all do? Do y'all just? We just out here. We just pull up, and park in front of this factory. Like, what's <laughs> man? 
we were supposed to solve that issue a long time ago, man. But it never, it was, everything reached a stalemate, man. We were supposed to buy property. I don't know if you you know this, but on the other side of our Kingdom Hall is, is a nothing but par property that's not really being used that much. And we were trying to get that property so that we can use that for a bigger parking lot. But the landlord of that building or whoever was owning that building just basically played us and, and kicked us to the, to the curb. You know, we had the money and everything. We was ready. Mm. So, and this happened around the time when I first got appointed as an elder. So, you know, er, er, you know, they kind of got me in on it and we were trying to investigate, trying to, trying to, you know, we were visiting and trying to, you know, keep them updated on what's going on and what our plans are. Cause there were, there were, there were a few things that we were going to do. We were either going to get that parking lot and then just leave it at that. Or we was going to get that parking lot and re remodel our kingdom hall and make it a double hall oh i see okay and then the third plan was to, to just sell the building all together and move to another location but the location that man, we i like i like about, that third option i like that third option the most man. <laughs> <laughs> hey we couldn't that didn't fall through actually and i'm actually glad it didn't fall through because whoever was the owner of that property did a did a terrible job and and all the buildings that was in that facility that we were going to build at got got torn down it was it was it was a mess so it was wow. a stale. every everything reached the stalemate man so now we 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 still got our our driveway um <laughs> that's pretty much what it is is a driveway so pretty so. much pretty much man like like but shout out to y'all for continuing to make y'all means faithfully shout out if you used to be a vice lord but you came into the truth <laughs> I know a lot of those. V Vice lawyers make good witnesses. <laughs> also, Man. also shout out if you um oh and shout out if you still use your if you still got your gang name and your email address that you use for uh telephone witnessing and letter writing. <laughs> Dude, I got a funny story. I got a funny story towards that. So I got I had to tell one of my Bible students, you know, before he got baptized and everything. You know, I was asking him. I, this was back when he. You know, he had became a publisher and everything. So my 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 coordinator wanted his information, wanted his email address. So I was like, "Hey, man, send me your email, your email address. I can't talk to you." And he was like, "All right, cool. I'll send it to you." Man, it was it was something bad. A Jackson. <laughs> what? I was like, "Oh no, I can't send this. <laughs> you gonna have to change this email, man." So he changed it to like business. So so it was good. But I was like, bro, he changed it to like business, business Jackson. You know? So I was like, all right, that's better. That's better, man. But but, that's crazy. but it's people that still got like their gang names as their email address. I didn't even know gangsters had email addresses, by the way. I mean, yeah, the older ones do. Yeah, the older ones do. <laughs> Dude. And shout out, shout out if you're more than two sessions behind on watching the convention. Oh man, I know people ain't watched it at all. Oh no, oh yeah, no. They only got through like half, they only got through the morning session for the for Friday and that's it. <laughs> oh wow. Oh man. Man, get it together y'all, man. They making it mad easy. And it, ain't, it might not be like that next year, as we already know. It's the last time y'all, it's the last time, God willing. That's the letter said, God willing. 
you know so yeah and, and shout out if you out here breaking caesar's laws man if if you <laughs> if oh, you man. broke if you broke one of caesar's laws like me man we um oh, i got the shakira you did the shakira man you ain't paying your taxes nah man i i stay paid up on that but oh, okay. we, we we all know we all know you know you grew up in chicago riding we all know on this side of the border fireworks ain't ain't legal and oh, you know <laughs> i heard about this story <laughs> <laughs> you probably yeah, you I bet you did. Well please share, please share, man. I ain't gonna stop you in your tracks. <laughs> so so this was uh this was back in June. This was back in June. I found this 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 uh this this little fireworks store on the other side of the border in Indiana, you know? And um you know, I decided to go in there and just check them out, see what they got. You know, I ain't really, I ain't really dabbled in the fireworks in mad long. You know what I mean? So, man, dude, fireworks at this place was dirt cheap, bro, dirt cheap. So I bought me probably about seventy dollars worth of fireworks, and uh, for my son, you know, because he he's into anything, you know, uh, uh, loud and shiny and and anything that's you know, you know, boy stuff, boy stuff. So I said, let me let me buy a few fireworks. And 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 I was going over to my good friend Dave Sidnor's house that weekend. And he's got kids uh, uh around Keaton's age. He's got a son that's Keaton's age, a daughter, and another son. So I'm like, all right, we'll just I'll pick up some fireworks for the kids. We'll have a good time. And while I'm at the store, um, but at the fireworks store, you know, because I bought so many fireworks, they gave me a big old pack of fireworks for free they was like here this is on the house you know what i'm saying and you know to get you to come back i was like i'll bet okay cool cool so you know me being a fireworks novice i get to dave's house or whatever we on the back porch on the on the back deck or whatever with the kids and we popping off bottle rockets and whatnot you know having a good time so i take out the big pack of fireworks uh or, or the big you know wrap or whatever that they gave me on the house and i'm looking for the fuse I can't find a fuse. And you know, me being a novice with fireworks, I opened up, I peeled back the packaging on the fireworks bundle at several spots looking for the fuse. I didn't know that there was like, just like a little gold sticker you're supposed to look for that identifies the fuse. But the problem was the packaging was the same color as the seal. So I couldn't find the fuse. I eventually found it. I'm like, okay. But I opened it up already at several ends. So I sit the, the bundle down on the lawn, which apparently you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to put it on a, on a completely flat surface. Light the fuse. We step back. First one goes off and shoots up into the air. Real pretty. I'm like, oh, man, it's going to be nice. Second one shoots off. <laughs> but it shoots off into the yard next door. Like, in the opposite, it like, like, like it, it would have had to fly past us to even get over there. Next thing I know, the entire bundle is shooting off mad fireworks straight at us on the deck. It's kids screaming. I'm 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 confused because the whole backyard is filling up with fireworks and smoke. And like so like we're like like directly like uh uh attached to the uh deck is this is the sliding door that goes into their kitchen hey did uh, somebody say hold on to your butts <laughs> <laughs> they should have man so linnell is standing our good friend linnell is standing at the at right at the sliding door in the kitchen 
And like, he's watching all of this happen. It's kids screaming. So I grab my kid. I, first, I'm trying to get between the kids and the projectile fireworks because it's like we're right in the direct line of fire of these fireworks coming straight for us. And it's a lot of them. It's, I mean, it's, it's professional grade fireworks coming straight at us. So I, I'm trying my best to get in between the kids and the fireworks. A firework hits me directly in the throat and, and, pops, and pops off. So Ooh. I still got I still got like two marks on my throat from where it hit and bounced on my throat. I grabbed my son and tuck him because he's running around screaming because he got hit in the arm. I grabbed him. I tuck him under my arm like a like a keg of beer and I just zoomed <laughs> straight for the door. And Linnell Linnell opens the screen door just in time. And all the other and all the other kids come running in right behind me, like just screaming and crying and whatnot. I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't traumatize the kids, man. Like, like, and Linnell was like, he, he all, I, all I heard was like Dave say, yeah, like when it was happening, I heard Linnell say, oh man, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, man, I traumatized the kids, man. Not 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 being obedient and bringing fireworks across state lines. Mm. Yeah, that's that's hilarious, dude. I'm over here crying, man. Bro, it was oh, it was it crying. it wasn't funny in the moment, but like the minute I got to safety, man, I just had to laugh. Like, oh man, like what just happened? And it sucks that I already know what happened. Like, I was told a different side. You know, uh, Linnell told me, but. Hearing your side makes it even more hilarious. <laughs> this man said I had to chuck my kid like a, like a pack of beer. He right did, man. And I just do. I gunned it. For, I gunned it for that for that screen door. Oh man, dude, yeah, that that the fireworks game ain't nothing to play with, man. I tell you, I, I gunned it, man. I'm glad you guys was all right, man. Nobody got seriously hurt, you know. Right, yeah, nobody got seriously or, hurt. Or, just or just startled and scared. Yeah, yeah, because it, I mean, I've seen it. I mean, I, my my uh my father-in-law, he, he, he used to be, you know, he's retired now, but he used to be a fireman. And, man, he showed me some pictures, man, that horrified me, man. Like, you know, stuff that's, that's happened at, with fireworks and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, glad you guys walked away clean unscathed and, and, and we doing another episode because <laughs> i don't play it man yeah man seeing all that stuff i seen man i, I don't even want to touch a firework i mean what he just got pictures on deck of fireworks accidents oh he got some yeah that that he's had to come in and and and, and you know See what's going on. They call the fire department. Fire department come down, and, and they don't, I think he only got, he only got like one picture of a of a person that actually died from an incident. Uh, but he's got other pictures that you know, but accidents, guys getting marks and all types of bruises and stuff, and putting their hands in PVCs and Dang. all that. Oh, yeah, man, that's. <laughs> dummies like come on man like you know it's gonna explode let's just wait for it just wait for it and that's what that's what happened with the the football player man played for tampa i forgot his name uh pierre pierre pierce or paul or whatever pierre paul that's how he blew his hand up he stuck his hand into the pvc because he didn't go off and it's like what are you doing dude 
Dang, I ain't know that. Yeah, yeah. No, we ain't had no PVC pipes or nothing like that. <laughs> I know you didn't. You had like the regular, you know, old trusties. You know, the the, 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 the South Shore, the South yeah. Shore trusties. You know, exactly, exactly. Like, you know, the whistlers. You know, what I mean, nothing like this. Is what because out here in Burbank, man, they be man, they be blowing stuff up out here, man. Really, dude, they be blowing stuff up. I I can't even go to sleep, dude. It, it, it's it's so bad around here because we got parks so people get they got the like stuff you see at at, at navy pier you know and they just come oh, out wow. they, you know they come out with their little chairs they little lawn chairs and, and they sit out there at that park over there on newcastle and they just watch the fireworks man and they, and they go off all night man all night i think that's the only night that we don't have a strict curfew out here in Burbank. So mm, okay, okay. Yeah, man. But uh be careful out there, man. And don't open fireworks at several ends, man. Find that fuse, light it, and get away. Get away. Uh, <laughs> it was Juneteenth oh. too, man. Right. <laughs> oh, and shout out, hey man. Hey, hey, yo, yo, hey guys, uh, uh witnesses. Uh Juneteenth's a holiday, guys. Like <laughs> I hope y'all know that, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Calm that down, y'all. <laughs> Calm that down. That's all I gotta say. I ain't name dropping. Calm that down. Calm that down. Dude, you, bro, you had me in tears, man. <laughs> you text me outside the group like, ain't nobody gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, cause I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, go ahead. He was like, go to a picnic. Uh I was like, I I, uh okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, Lido, Lido, leave that junior team stuff alone, man. Let, let it breathe, man. Now, last year, I visited my brother, my half-brother, who stays in Indiana, um, out in Gary. He, um, he, you know, he invited me over for a barbecue last year, and I wasn't even thinking about it. And, like, when I got there, I found out that he was doing the barbecue for Juneteenth, like... But at that point, I was like already there and, you know what I mean, and had been there. And, you know, at that point, it's like, what do you do? do you, you you flip the, the barbecue over and knock all the meat on the ground. Like, like I will not celebrate June. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I get it. You know, stuff happens. Yeah. Yep. Stuff happens, man. Yeah. And, and by that, when you, you know, when that happened to you, man, I mean, it was fair to you at the time. You know, ain't, ain't nothing crazy. You know, we it, it wasn't. It was new. You know, it was new. Now it's like okay. Well, that's the thing. Juneteenth actually <clears throat> is not that new. Like it just kind of blew up all of a sudden. Like it was like I, I remember hearing about it back in the nineties, and you had a select few of like woke black people who kind of knew about it and would observe it. But like, then now all of a sudden it's just like full on whole hog holiday thing. Like, you know, they got Juneteenth ice cream at Walmart now and all this other stuff. And, you know, everybody trying to capitalize on it, but that's how I go. That's how I go with holidays, man. Yeah. It's all about the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> so we're going to get right into this NBA, man. We, we... Woo. A lot of a lot of moving and shaking. A lot of people getting paid. A lot of trades that that had left us scratching the heads. Signings that left us scratching our heads. So 
Uh, we're gonna get right into it. Well, first, with your opening thoughts, man. What was your thoughts on the free agency? What stood out to you the most during NBA free agency season? The thing that stood out to me were the three big supermax deals, uh, two of which I felt were justified. The third one, not so much. The Jokic supermax deal, most definitely. He's been holding it down in Denver. Wow, Michael Porter Jr. has been dealing with back problems, and Jamal Murray's been injured, and he's been he's been keeping him relevant, you know. And it's like I just I'm real anxious to see what their team looks like, whole and healthy. So shout out to Jokic for getting that supermax deal. He deserves it. <clears throat> I don't care what anybody say. Shout out to Devin Booker for his supermax. Uh, that was the deal they had to make. You know what I mean? Like. Um, Phoenix, they got other issues, but, you know, selling up Devin Booker was good. Bradley Bill, his Supermax for Washington, it's like, what are y'all, what are y'all, what's y'all's game plan here? It's like, is securing him really, like, the move right now? Like, that's the one that kind of had me scratching my head. Yeah, I thought Bradley was going to leave Washington for sure, but, hey... It's almost similar to the Carmelo Anthony thing when Carmelo was with the Knicks. It's worse because at least Carmelo was making the playoffs. Well, well, after he got that contract, they stopped making the playoffs. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's depressing. Bradley Beal might have the most depressing career in NBA history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just. You know, you just for a star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's like that. He's like that fine chick that's in a very bad marriage, and you know it. She could do better <laughs> somewhere else. That is so appropriate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just <laughs> you know, it's just like come on, like that like sister. He that sister. <laughs> He that fine sister who been a dime for like for like 10, 20 years, but just just keep marrying worldly men and keep cheating on her and beating yeah. on her. Like, yeah. You be like you be like, man, if you just make right decisions, it's like, man, you come up. You could have had me 20 years ago. I would have never beat on you. <laughs> I put on my BO voice. Man, I would. Like, why you do that? That's not cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is so appropriate, Rodney. But yeah, it's like, man, you you, it's like, you know your worth. He he seems to know his worth, but he's just wasting it in a bad with a bad franchise. Yeah, he is. He basically was like, yeah, I'll sign up for like. A few more years of abuse. As long as you buy me this this nice shiny diamond ring, I can show off to all my friends. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't get that one. I don't get that one at all. I really don't. I mean, I guess they had no other option. I mean, I, I guess you could say, I mean, what are they going to do? Let them walk? Like, then what? Then what? You don't really have nothing to, yeah, you don't want, we don't want him to walk. <clears throat> You know, you got nothing to build around. But then if he leaves, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it might be advantageous for him because who else is going to give him a Supermax? What other franchise out there is going to give Bradley? You know what I'm saying? That's 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 a franchise that's actually trying to be a contender, you know, because <clears throat> they got other people to pay. 
Right. You know, and it's getting harder and harder to for these franchises to maintain three players on on max deals. You know, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So what what's your thoughts on the Bulls, man? Oh man, I don't I I I I text you this a couple of weeks ago, man. I fear the Bulls are falling back into bad habits. Um, letting the offseason go by without making any real bold moves, signing players who are well past their prime. Um, and that's more in reference to Goran Dragic and, and uh, Andre Drummond than, you know, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan has been a great bull. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really enjoy having him on the squad. But, you know, they just kind of... I don't know, man. They they not they didn't make any any moves that moved the needle for me. No, I didn't. They did, and I fear they they're getting back into that. Like, oh, we'll, we'll give this guy who's thirty four years old, you know what I'm saying, a spot on the roster, as opposed to just trying to get a little younger. You know, I look at teams like Boston, and I, I look at teams like, uh, you know, like Miami, you know, who and and even Milwaukee, who. You know they 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 got a good thing going, and they'll have a good thing going if they keep their core together for a few more years because the players got gas left in the tank. It's like how much gas does? Let's be honest, like we love Demar, but how much gas left in the tank does he really have? You know what I mean? Same thing with Andre Drummond. Same thing with Goran Dragic. You know, like how do y'all see this ending? Man, I, I see the- it in a first or second round exit. That's how I see it ending. Honestly, I think they are relying too much on Lonzo Ball being healthy, which I'm still I'm I'm starting to scratch my head on Lonzo Ball. Um, like, dude, he was supposed to be back on the in the lineup like late March. Here we are in almost September, and this man still hurt. And I think that explains the whole Dragic signing because it's kind of like. He he was just signed to be like an insurance package at point guard because honestly the Bulls didn't really once once Lonzo Ball got hurt they really didn't have a consistent point guard that can run the offense they was just basically running Demar Derozan offense and that was it uh, so with Dragic in the mix Dragic is. You know, he, he, he can spread the floor, he can pass, he can shoot and all that basic stuff. But I just, I'm just starting to get worried about Lonzo Ball and whether or not the move that we were criticizing prior to last year with DeMar DeRozan signing and we kind of just, you know, kind of just like, okay with, with the Lonzo Ball signing. But now it's like, it's kind of flip-flop. Now I'm kind of like, man, this man ain't had a healthy season since he's been in the league. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? And he's younger. He's younger than than DeRozan. You know, uh, like, in, in the knee injury that he had, I was actually at the game that he got hurt. In. And it looked, it didn't look like a, a, a Derrick Rose 2012 playoff injury. You know what I mean? Where it was just, it just stopped everybody in his tracks. It was just like he walked off on his own power. And then everybody in the stands was wondering, oh, where Lonzo at? Where Lonzo at? And somebody looked in their phone that was sitting like a couple of rows away from me. And they were like, oh, they just said he got, he got with a knee injury. So I'm like, oh, okay. 
so it wasn't like a I'm thinking to myself, oh, he'll be back. You know, it's probably just a minor injury. He'll be back in you know another month. If it's not too something, you you just hoping it's not something too serious. And then you learn it's not something too serious. But then he tries to come back, and then he has a setback. And then here we are. You got Lavar. You got his his dad talking trash. You know the whole off season. Oh, my son is gonna be this. My son is gonna be that. And then we get another report saying he still he might not be ready for the beginning of the season. Mm. I didn't know it was like that. Um, yeah. So that's yeah, there's something going on. There's something going on there. Yeah, it's something. I, I'm like that's why I'm I'm disappointed that the Bulls wasn't more aggressive um, when it came to. You know, the free agency. I, I, I would have did better than Gordon Dragic, man. Don't don't give me don't give me Drummond. Like, and I know Drummond's only twenty eight years old. It seems like he's like fifty. It seems like he's fifty eight. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's he only twenty eight. Are you sure? He's only twenty eight years old, man. Twenty eight. He's still young. <laughs> he's still young, but old. He ain't take care of himself at all, man. Twenty eight, and he he, man, bro. I, I seriously thought he was like 36, 37. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Dang. Real quick side note, man. Zoom. That's a change. hard twenty eight, bro. <laughs> it is a hard twenty eight. Hey, real quick, Zoom to change some things now, man. They got me on the time on on our recording. They said I'm gonna have to start up, uh, start over on the recording. Oh, where? Yeah. They, they they trying to get me to upgrade the pro. Wait, so how much time you got? I got like eight minutes, they see. Well, I'll probably could just start over with the That's all. Okay. Or I, I, well, I will have to start another meeting and then start another report. That's all. So hopefully they let me do that. But anyway, um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm... I'm, I'm with you, dude. I'm, I'm disappointed in the Bulls offseason. Um, it, it was, it was met. That's what it was. Andre Drummond looked like he had already put in like, like 23 years at the steel mill, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. He's 28, he's a young bro. Dude. He's a young dude. Dang. I'm looking him up now so I can make sure my facts are straight. But yeah, Andre Drummond is young, bro. <laughs> 28 years old. He was born in 1993. Wow. He missed the first bull street beat. He only wow. saw he only <laughs> saw the second bull street beat. And by the time he was able to understand the bulls, it was like 98, so he was probably around five years old at the time. But I'm looking at yeah. a picture of him now, man. He he I mean he looked he he looked like Brother Sanders, dude. <laughs> he looked like Brother Sanders' old drug dealer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, he he uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought of a Buka Pong joke. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. 
But I mean, like the 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 um the off season has been so far pretty, you know, pretty predictable for the most part, with the yeah. exception of one elephant in the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which um, I'm, I'm I'm about to get to that in a few. I got a couple of got a couple of overreaction mailbag statements for you. I just want to know what's your ta- your what's your take on it. This is a couple of things that I've been hearing people talk about during the offseason. Um, one is the Dallas Mavericks are a threat to reach the finals next year. Well, this year coming. No, no. Yeah, I, I think that's a whole reaction. Uh, I thought they I thought they they overperformed by making the conference finals. That's what I thought too. You know, they were short-handed. Um, they let go of Bronson, which, you know, you kind of figured that was going to happen. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think, I think, I, I think the Clippers are going to have a rebound year. Um, make the finals. It's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. Um, you know, if the, if the Clippers and Nuggets come back healthy, like I don't know, I don't know about. I don't like Dallas's chances. Yeah, I I think the Clippers are better than Dallas. Honestly, I, I thought I think the John Wall signing was a very good signing for them. I think John Wall's got a lot to prove. Yeah, John Wall gonna play like forty games next year. You think he's gonna play forty? <laughs> Hey. And I'm taking. I'll, 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 I'll still take the under. You gonna take the under? Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he got a lot to prove, man. I, I, I have faith in John for some reason. I don't know. But anyway, the next, uh, the next, <laughs> the next overreaction I got is Draymond Green will be eventually a Chicago Bull. Draymond Green. Draymond. Hey, based on what? The Bulls community is talking about it. Um. Well, Dre already, you know, Golden State already told Draymond they're not giving him the max. And so why would he want to come to Chicago then? Because of the fact that he's good friends with DeMar DeRozan. That's the, you know, and they just had this interview and everything on his little podcast or whatever. And now everybody's, oh, well, Draymond Green can come to the Bulls. Why would you want Draymond Green on the Bulls? So tell me this. And he gets still on what the supermax when he comes to the Bulls? Exactly. You you're willing to pay triple single that much? Like like come on like let's be real here like like he think he worked for supermax so he's gonna leave the team potentially that he's won four titles with, come over to a brand new franchise, brand new system, yeah, and get a supermax there. When they're already paying Levine and DeRozan, nah, I don't, no, nah, I don't buy it. I, I'm not even sure if that would be the right move for the Bulls. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. I don't think so either. It, it would be terrible. Super Max for for a, a low hour publisher. <laughs> no, I'm good. He can keep his his his, his five and seven. You know, can I can I can I do card witnessing? <laughs> <laughs> y'all got any shifts? Can I y'all get got some any of that card work? 
Uh, hey, and- Rodney, man. Rodney, you really dancing around this elephant in the room right now, Rodney? It's coming. It's coming. I got two more for you. I got two more for you. Then we're going to drop them out. See, we're talking about Lonzo I'm look- Ball. I'm looking at this. Green. This, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I get when we get refreshed, when I gotta log off and log back in, we about to go in. Trust me. But I got two more that I want to touch on before we hit that. Uh, have you heard about this in season tournament that had a commissioner installed? Uh, no. I, I heard talk about it. I, I was aware of the summer league tournament. Yeah, they're still talking about implementing this whole in-season tournament for the NBA. So, and they, the NBA, you're officially about to jump the shark, man. Like, leave, leave, leave that leave alone. The, leave our NBA alone, man. It was fine the way it is. Y'all already added the play in and, and forced that down our throats, man. Leave the NBA alone. Leave the NBA alone. And uh, I, got, I got like a minute left. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell will be a Nick by midseason. Overreaction, or do you think that will happen? It's, it's possible. Um, it's possible. I, I, I could see him with the Knicks. Um, I think him and Jalen Bronson would be like, I think a starting lineup with them would be terrible defensively. Um, yeah, it, it would be Mellow 2.0, except probably not even as good. No. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a commercial break. And then after our commercial break, man, we, we, we got we got a special pinata hanging <laughs> in the studio. And it's got Katie and Kyrie's name on it. <laughs> Two pinatas. <laughs> so we'll be back. All right. Did you know that every seven minutes a black person is born in this country without soul? Hello, I'm B.B. King. Won't you help Don Simmons and the thousands of others that suffer from this tragic disorder? Its cruel symptoms can strike anyone. Let's take a look. I think the Republican Party has done one heck of a job. Don't you, June? I'll say, Ward. We Republicans have turned this country around. (laughs) Safety and good mileage are the two things I looked for in a new car. That's why I bought a Volvo station wagon. Hi, I'm president of the David Hartman fan club here in Glendale. I've even met David Hartman once. What a neat guy. Chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cherry. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, chim, cheru. Good luck will rub off when I shake hands with you. This is B.B. King saying, won't you please give so that Don Simmons here and so many others can become useful members of society. Or below me a kiss and that's lucky too. Right to blacks without souls. Post Office Box 1305A, Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you. All right, we back. Oh, we, we back, we back. Yeah, so um, do you... Let me just ask you a question before we get into to, to 
beating this pinata. Um, do you think the Nets will trade KD? Man, it's hard to say. He made that trade request June 30th. Here it is. It's August 4th. Ain't no moves. Ain't been no real ground gained on a trade for him. Um, and I'm starting to question if they should even do it. Uh, were you even were you surprised? Because like by, by this announcement, because like we joked about it on the last podcast a little bit, like hey, if Kyrie come back, uh, uh, KP might want to trade. Man, it's like yeah, wow. yeah. <laughs> he was listening to MVP. That's why. <laughs> right, right, right. With his burner account. Exactly. Um, and like I, I wasn't even surprised, Ronnie. I was amused. I was I was extremely amused. But I wasn't surprised. Why wasn't I surprised? Because uh, we we predicted it. I mean, dude, like the dude is fed up with 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 Kyrie Irving. First, you know, Kyrie Irving wanted to be traded, right? And then all this talks about, oh, Kyrie might be traded to the Lakers in exchange for Russell Westbrook and all this other that that, that that Kyrie to LA talk is getting wild, wild. Yeah, dude. I know LA is desperate and they in a bad spot, but come on, man, come on, like, like, like. I, but then again, it's like, why would Brooklyn want to make that trade? Exactly. You got you, you make that trade. You got then you're gonna put Russell Westbrook reunited with KD. Russell Westbrook is not uh, as good as he was in his early OKC days. And you got Ben Simmons who can't shoot. Like, well, how, how does that go work? And we ain't played in over a year. They ain't played in a year, like, because he didn't want to. I, I don't and, and But, Rob, beyond that, the, the asking price for KD is going to be so high. You're going to have to gut any team that's really worth anything to add him to your roster. And then what you're going to have left over is not even going to be a team that he can even win with. Days, right? I, think, so, I think the Nets are trolling KD. Shaq hit the nail on the head. When you build a house, you should live in it. You put this team together. You put this roster together. You 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 were the ones who made all the demands that they acquiesced to. And now you want to leave with four years left on your contract. And the rest of the NBA is looking at, looking at this and they're taking note. They're like, yo, we've seen this movie play out. We just saw this movie. Like, like we saw what happens when we put KD on a, on a team, give him everything he wants, let him put together the roster, paired him with his his good buddy Kyrie, because it was him and remember remember that Rodney? Yeah, yeah, me and Kyrie, we gonna build build something new in Brooklyn. Yeah. We gonna build our own thing, me and you against the world. Then we gonna we gonna request that the Brooklyn Nets give away all their picks and get James Harden. And what did the what did what did the quote unquote experts say? They said, oh well, yeah, you gotta pull the trigger. It's James. Harden. It's James Harden. Why wouldn't you pull the trigger on, 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 on three picks and three players? You know, it, it, they established no culture on the Brooklyn Nets whatsoever. It was just a bunch of spoiled stupid superstars who got their coach oh, fired. You got it right. Superstars. Stupid stars. You know, who got their coach fired because he dared start Jared Allen over, over DeAndre Jordan. Over the corpse of DeAndre Jordan. They get they get Kenny Atkinson fired for that. Then they 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 trade Jared Allen. He was and then he was an all star. 
they trade Jared Allen because they wanted to keep their buddy DeAndre Jordan. Jared Allen goes over to Cleveland, flourishes with that young core. And and, and what 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 did what did DeAndre Jordan do again? I'll wait. Then James Harden wisens up and he he asked to be up out of there and, and then gets all this shade thrown at him online on social media by Kevin Durant just for him to request a trade four months later. Uh, he is a clown, bro. He is a clown. And who would who would trade for a guy that you just saw got everything he wanted and still wanted out? Yeah. This dude got four years left on his contract. It used to be you get to the last year of your contract and then you start hearing rumblings about trades. But then teams who, who were involved in trade talks were still would still be cautious because they're like, well, he only got one year left on his contract. Like, like how long are we really going to have this guy? Why gut our team for this guy? It only worked in one instance, and that was the, the, the Kawhi situation. Mm-hmm. Where, where an all-star player had one year left on his contract and gets traded on the last year of his contract, and he just so happened to win a championship. But he was able to win a championship because the Toronto Raptors had continuity with all the other players on that roster, and then they added him, and he was a clear upgrade. That's why they won the championship. This is a dumpster fire of epic proportions with this whole Brooklyn Nets situation. This is worse than the Russ Mellow PG-13 experiment in OKC. This is worse than the Kobe Nash and Dwight experiment from, from, from 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, why would you trade for a guy who, who you literally just saw get everything he wanted handed to him and still wanted out? I am not trading for that guy. If I'm Boston, man, no. No, I'm running it back. I'm running it back. I'm not about to trade Jalen Brown for, for KD just so he could, you know, flame out in the playoffs again and then be like, yeah, now I want to trade from y'all. Yeah. And all this talk about, well, yeah, what well, a move is to trade Kyrie and you could get a big haul back for Kyrie. Yeah, probably. But I'm starting to think Kyrie is a little overrated everybody's like oh Kyrie is showtime he's this he's that when he plays he's good when he plays he's he's dialed in when he's play no when he plays he gets beat by the Celtics and the Bucks when he plays right <laughs> did y'all forget what y'all just saw he you know Kyrie did play in the playoffs this year right <laughs> y'all do remember that right yeah yeah one good game and, and, and Boston was hunting him on defense so I, I don't want to hear that like, oh, Kyrie's such a dynamic player and, and you need to give up a big haul for him either. I don't want to hear. I'm tired of hearing that. We all saw Kyrie give up against the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, what was that? Uh, when he was with Boston, didn't show up for the game seven when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals to even support his team. Then he goes over to Brooklyn uh, 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 and, 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 and loses to the Lost, lost to the Bucks again in Brooklyn. You know what I mean. And then the next year loses to his old team. Yeah. So I'm starting to wonder, like, is Kyrie really as good as we say he is? Oh, but he hit the one shot. It went in the finals six years ago. Oh, I wish I could cue that uh, Janet Jackson. Uh, what have you done for me lately? He remember, remember the shot he hit in the finals in 2016? Yeah, I remember. Well, what, what else has he done that other than lose to the Bucks and the Celtics since then? Yeah. And Ben Simmons, he he is a living 
He's he's a living meme. Remember that meme of, of Will Smith in the mansion when they moved out? <laughs> yep, yep, that's him. That you 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 hit it right on the head. And and it makes sense because you know Philadelphia. So yeah. I don't believe a word that comes out of KD and Kyrie's mouth, man. They 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 played the media like a fiddle. Like they made it seem like, yeah, it's gonna be me and Kyrie against the world. I'm not leaving KD. I'm not leaving Kyrie. That's my boy. And, and we gonna do this together. And that now look at y'all. And what I wasn't surprised when Kyrie opted into his player option because what what else he gonna do? Because they are out of their honeymoon period with Brooklyn. They did all that back and forth, like, oh, you should get vaccinated. No, I'm not going to get vaccinated. All right, well, we can't let you play, except we're going to let you play now. And But you can only play uh, um, role games. It's like, it's like Brooklyn just, they're, they're an embarrassment, man. Their management is an embarrassment. It is. It is. Not to mention the fact that they didn't even... And Kyrie Irving, you know, during that last press conference, not even mentioned Steve Nash's name. As yeah. Part of future plans, like, yeah. who do you think you are, bro? You're not he, he, he thinks he, he thinks he's the Brooklyn Nets. He thinks he's the Brooklyn Nets management. He thinks he thinks he's the, the GM and and all of that. Like, that's what he thinks. He he basically said it. Yeah. Now 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 I'm uh, the the million dollar question for KD right now is why why a trade request now? You you can't say that it's because they're not paying you because they just gave you a super max and you got four years left on it. So you can't say that. You can't say it's the roster because you put the roster together. Exactly. You can't say it's the coach because you handpicked the coach as well with Steve Nash and you can't say it's ownership because if it was ownership why would you have Phoenix on your list of desired destinations with all the crap going on with Robert Sarver right now so why Katie why is this a big troll are you punking us are you just you just want your name in the media like because I don't I don't think that's a far-fetched uh theory <laughs> you know so run it back just run it back just running back. Did you hear about the, the package they, they proposed to, uh, to, to to Minnesota? Yeah, they wanted uh they wanted Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. 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 I'm ha- I'm hanging up the phone Hang so up. quick. But I think the Nets are doing that on purpose. <laughs> the, dude, Ka- Kevin, Kevin is signed for four years there. The I mean, all when the you leverage. think about it, when you think about it, the Nets really do have all the leverage here. Yeah. You just signed your deal, man. Now you saying you want to be traded? Like, no, nah, man. All right. Well, if we going to trade you, we're not about to rape our team in exchange for you. For, for you. Right. Just just so he you could you could request a trade a year later. Yeah. No. It, it, it's not, that's not happening, man. And then the teams on his desired list just so happened to be the number one seed in the Western Conference this year and the number one seed in the Eastern Conference this year. God dang, dude, you don't want to do any work. Nope. You don't want to do any work. You want to win, but you don't want to earn it. Nope. He's such a clown. Super clown. Both of them. Both of them. 
Uh, that's that's terrible. Oh, breaking news. And it probably won't be breaking news by the time we uh, put this out there, this episode out there. But uh, Brittany Griner just got sentenced to nine years in prison in Russia. Dang. Yeah. Dang. So if you haven't heard it yet, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, nine years, man. Dang. I thought they were going to try to get her back. Yeah, they were talking about trading for her or something like that. U.S. was going to give Russia some due in re- in exchange for her or something like that. But now she, yeah, she's got a, uh, yeah, nine years. Dang. Yeah. That's a shame. That's a shame. She gets, she's definitely going to get an award at the end of this. But yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, shoot. Yeah, okay, sure. what she what she have on her cannabis oil? Yeah, cannabis oil. Nine years for cannabis oil. Come cannabis. on, Russia. Cannabis oil. Yeah, but that's a hey, that's a whole other podcast episode, man. We don't get into this mailbag, dude. Um, you had a few mailbags prepared for us. Yes. 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 Um. I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I'm I'm done I'm done with all my my K, K, Katie and Kyrie talk. Oh, one one last thing, man. Oh yeah, the, yeah, one, yeah. It's a little crack. Last, it's a little crack. You got you need you got one more hit left. The the the, the laughability of rejoining uh, KD with a Golden State. It's like oh yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, like so why would they trade away their future for their fickled past? Why would they do that? They just won a championship without absolutely no sense at all. And they're going to be better. They're going to be better next year than they were when they won a championship. Yeah, because Clay, I assume, is going to get better. Clay is going to get healthier. They're going to now they get to see what Wiseman can do because he's finally going to be healthy. You got another year of pool. Yep. I just hope this this informs how franchises operate with these like demanding superstars in the future. It probably won't. You know what I mean? Because there's this always going to be some team out there willing to bend over backwards for whatever, to get whatever star. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then I don't think anyone's going to learn any real lessons from this, unfortunately. You know? It's like I think I think they saw the haul that the 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 uh, jazz got in exchange for Rudy Gobert, and they're like, man, if Rudy Gobert could get could could you know get three players and three picks, then what can Kevin Durant get? You know what I mean? And and they just gonna get greedy. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I, I I frowned upon that when I heard about that whole nonsense. And, and, and basketball wise, you know where KD would fit best in the Pelicans or the Pacers. Maybe Toronto, maybe that's a big maybe. But they're asking for Scotty Barnes, and Toronto's like, "Nah, we're not giving up Scotty Barnes. We're not giving up a twenty-year-old rookie of the year for a thirty-four-year-old dude who, who's had several injuries." No. no. And here's the thing: Kevin Durant going to Golden State doesn't make sense for Kevin Durant anyway, because it doesn't. Because here's the thing: KD already complains about not being. Always being number two, always being second place. Even when he was in Golden State and won those championships, and you had the owners basically at the parade on film 
in front Clown of KD, him. clowning <laughs> him, saying that this is not his team, it's, it's Steph Curry's team. So you mean to tell me you're willing to go back to being behind Steph Curry's shadow? Because the Steph Curry, the, the Steph Curry now is different from the Steph Curry in 17 and 18. He's a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, after this experience with 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 Kyrie, he just might. He just might. We, we keep forgetting. Hey, hey, the world owes. I, I hate to be a James Harden apologist, but the but the world owes James Harden an apology right now. Because <laughs> he got found so hard for for requesting a trade and going over to the Sixers. Yeah, I I, I just think yeah, James is. And when he did it, I knew exactly why. I'm like, oh, I, I don't even need to read the reports. This got to have to something to do with Kyrie. And sure enough, it did. Let, let's stay on James for a little bit. What is, what's your thoughts on him taking a pay cut? Um, I think it's noble. I think it's noble. I think I think he he might be in a like I need to win now mentality, and if that means taking less so that Philly could get some more talent on the roster, then that's what I'll do. I, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Okay, so he takes a pay cut. But what has Philly done since then? That's 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 another conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, what, what, I, I don't... I, I don't know, man. I, if I was James, man, I wouldn't have took a pay cut. I, that's just my opinion. I don't trust Philly's front office. I've been on record saying that on this show. I don't trust their front office for anything. This they have made one mistake after another. They've done well with that whole process thing, as far as trusting the process and not being a team that's tanking every year. But after that, it's like they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Yeah, I mean the, the question is who's out there, and that's the thing. I don't know why. And if I'm James Harden, I mean. Are you, are you not looking around the league and seeing that there's really nobody available for your team to get better? Except the players on your team to get better and you get better. So I don't, I, I didn't, I, I'm 50-50 I'm, I'm on that one. I don't know if I would have took a pay cut, but it is. I mean, it like I said, it's noble. Huh? It would have been great if they could have got Bradley Bill. It, okay, you take a pay cut, you get Bradley Bill in return. Boom! You got like, did did somebody in 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 Philly's office tell you that? Yeah, yeah, man, we trying to work out a deal. We trying to get either Bradley Bill over here or Donovan Mitchell or somebody, you know, and, and then this and other. No, nobody talked to him about anything. He just said, you know what? I'm gonna take a pay cut. You know, y'all make the team better. Yeah, Daryl Morey, I trust you. It's like. I'm looking through a lot of these free agents, man. I don't see nothing that's going to make this team better. <laughs> Everybody signed. Yeah. Unless they propose a trade or something. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't understand the pay cut. I, I just, I, I didn't understand it. I, I don't know. I wouldn't have done it if I was him. That's just me. I mean, yeah, I, I understood it. I understood it, but it's just the logistics of like, who, like you said, who's out there? Who's available? Right. Like, what, what difference maker is, is really a, a free agent right now that Philly can get, you know? Like, if I'm this superstar playing for a team, uh, aren't 
are you in communication with you know the front office because you guys are talking about this stuff and i would pose to the propose to the front office okay so if i take a pay cut what is it we're gonna do to make this team better i don't know what they they told this man they, they told him enough to, for him to be convinced to take a pay cut shout out to him for doing that i just feel like if i was in the shoes i would do yeah. But at the same time, James Harden still needs to learn how to, to, to stretch. And I'm still stick <laughs> If he just, <laughs> just just stretch better, James, your game is good. Just stretch better. And that's it. And you'll be fine. You'll be back to averaging 30 a game. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't know how this hit the, the Harden experiment in Philly is going to end, man. It, it, it's it's pretty scary, man. It's it's pretty scary. I don't know. I mean, and then you know, B feels like he got snubbed again, and I, I just don't trust Embiid having a, a, a healthy season because he always some somehow some way is gonna find a way to get hurt. So I don't know, man. Philly is a big question mark to me. I don't even know where to rank them going into my rankings next week. Yeah, they're, they're they're one of those teams, man. And I'm scratching my head. I mean, they'll be in the mix, but it's like yeah, they'll be in the mix. I just don't know where to place them. They just you whatever wherever they wherever they end up, you all you already know they're gonna be a second round exit. You just you know that. <laughs> At the end of the day, right? <laughs> Same. Yeah, reason. it doesn't matter. They could be the first seed. They could be the eighth seed. They gonna be gone by the yeah, by the third round. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they are, man. But, uh, yeah, man. Mailbag. You got any mailbags for us? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if this is more of a mailbag question or more of a, uh, uh, just a weekly segment we need to do. But, like, I was going to ask you, since the word is out that we are back on the streets doing street work, got the green light for that. Um, what are, what is some of the craziest street work stories or craziest things you've witnessed or experienced in street work? Um, in your in your in your time as a dedicated witness. Oh man, so I got a couple. One, I, uh, I'm not gonna say the name of who the brother is that I work with. They're uh, a very close family member of mine. And but one day we were out of street work. We were on on Western, good old fashioned Western, early in the morning, and. Uh, Actually, I wasn't out. I wasn't out. Actually, I'll take that back. I wasn't out. Um, this was this story was told to me uh, by a close friend, and <laughs> he's out in the field, sir. They're doing street work. Prostitute comes walking towards them, and uh, well, man, open up by saying, "Hey, I understand you're at work right now, but uh, I got some good news that I want to share." <laughs> And she, <laughs> he looked at her like, what? What did you tell the, what did you tell her? Wow. He said, I understand you at work right now, but uh, I got some good news I want to share with you. I got this required brochure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh man. But, but, but that's just a side of What really happened for me, I don't have any crazy, like, um, Street work 
Street Witnesses story. I got a lot of good Metro stories. Uh, but one, as far as street work, like back when I was on the South Side, I remember I was out with Ryan Russell. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan. Shout out to Ryan Russell. So we're doing street work, man. And this did. Oh, it's a shout out to Stan Rogers, too. He was out with us. Oh, wow. How long ago was this? Man, a long time ago, bro. Yeah, we, oh, you know, whatever so we. the 90s? Whatever we drop, we name drop Junior. You know that's been a minute. <laughs> but uh, now it's like early 2000s. It was probably President then. Yeah, it was probably early 2000s. So we doing street work. And um, this bird was like stuck in this little net, like this little. Uh, not net, the uh, pop can holders. You know what okay. I mean? Bird was stuck in it. I'm like, you know, me and Stan, we we want to keep walking. We like, man, we ain't trying to care about this bird, man. Let me stuck, whatever. And so Ryan Russell busts <laughs> out and says, oh, but, I, I, but he might have somewhere to go. I'm like, hey, man, we, we, we doing street work. Huh? Don't worry about that bird, man. The bird be all right. He like, I'm sorry, man. This is gonna this is gonna kill my conscience. So he goes back, turns back around, goes to the you know little pop can whatever holder, and untangles the bird out of the pop can holder, and the bird flies away. And Stan Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, what's up with this dude, man? Why he's out here saving birds, man? He was like, you might as well just kiss the bird. He gave it a little kiss, like, he watched the bird fly away. Uh, I was like, man, I can't believe this dude just stopped in the middle of field to save a little, little bird, man. Like, what, what are you doing? Wow. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. Oh man, that's 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 um yeah, I I I got a bunch of stories, bro. I could do a weekly segment on crazy stuff I seen in street work and like bro, like I was thinking about my stories. I'm like, man, a lot of these stories, they sad, man. They sad hood stories. <laughs> hey, hey, if hey, we could keep this as a segment, because I got met I got metro stories that's more crazier. So I don't mind sharing those. Yeah, we'll we'll make it a weekly segment. But I, I, cause I do, I got experiences where it's like I tell them, man, the listeners gonna be like, man, that's someone Ian ever go out and feel service like, <laughs> like, like he just bad stuff. Just be, I mean, but I'm in the hood, man. It's it's sad out here, man. It'd be like that. It'd be like that, bro. I went out on street work for the first time in over two years a few weeks ago, Rodney. I hooked up with this brother in my congregation. He was reaching out. Um, um, you know, he's like in his fit, late 50s, early 60s, and we did street work. Bro, why we almost get into a fight with a dude? Man, like, we on 100, we on a, doing street work on 127th Street. And like, this is like hood gas station right on Wentworth that I never go into. I'm like, I'm just not in the habit of going into hood gas stations. It's a stance I have for a reason. So he wants to go in there and get something to drink. He's like, you want to go in there and get something to drink? I'm like, nah, not really, but, you know, I'll go in there with you if you want to. We go in there, dude. It's this dude in there. No shirt, no shoes, face full of tats. You know what I'm saying? He begging people for money. 
He sees us well dressed. And what you think he do, Rodney? He zeroes in straight for us. So I just tell the dude, look, man, I ain't got no money. Like, like, dude, I'm with my my brother. He trying to get something to drink, and he he get he he approaches him, and he's like, he's like, nah, I ain't got nothing for you. And the guy's like, man, y'all got on suits, y'all niggas got on suits, but you ain't got no money for me. I should pick y'all pockets. I should do this. I should do that. So then the brother I'm with is like, he's like, he 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 he's like, well, you ain't got no money, but he was he said something to him to the effect of like, well, you got on shorts and you ain't got no money because like shorts were the only thing he had on. And then the brother pulls out the biggest knot, the biggest knot to pay for his his drink. No, in front of the dude. Come on, man. So the dude, so he pays for his drink. We're walking out the gas station. The dude starts following us. So I see the dude on my peripheral, like like trailing behind us. I immediately turn around and kind of like square up, like, yo, can we help you? And then the other brother I was with, he turned around too and he held his ground. Now the brother, I thought he was a little soft, but he impressed me this day because he he wasn't having it, and he's sixty, so he probably got that old man strength. Cause like I've I've been through this before, Rodney. I've been jumped before. I know the demo, so I'm like, I ain't about to be, you know what I'm saying? I ain't about to be no victim here. So we just turned around, stood our ground, and dude is jumping back and forth with the with the with the with the guy with the face test. The brother I'm with. They jawing back and forth because now the dude is like, how about I hit your goofy A? How about I just steal off on your goofy A? So like, yeah, yeah, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, I see where this is going. And I'm like, I really don't want to have to like, I really don't want to have to be rolling around on the ground with this dude in my, in my clothes <laughs> the first time I go out on street work after two years. But it is what it is. This is my brother. He's 60. The dude look a little crazy, but he he don't look like he could take both of us. Okay. So we stood our ground, man. And they're like, dude, we was really about to take it there with dude. And he eventually just, just walked off. But it's like, it's like, it's like, man, like, like, first day out on street work, bro, after two years. And this is, this is what happened. I ain't trying to be rolling around on the ground with some face tatted nigga, man. Like, <laughs> but I got more stories, Rodney. I got more stories. I didn't see people killed in street work. Um, yeah, I got some stories, bro. They they sad hood stories though. Have you ever have you ever listened to Prim's podcast that he got called Sad Hood Stories? Uh-uh. Or Prim's Hood Stories. Oh man, you gotta check it out. He has a, a guest on. He got a podcast. Man? He only did eight episodes, and then oh, he buried man. it. But it's it's still out there. But like, it's he invites a new guest every week, and they tell like crazy hood stories from they from they upbringing. <laughs> and every week he invites somebody from a different hood. But dude, the stories be hilarious. <laughs> he need to resurrect that then. The story's been hilarious, but yeah, I'll have a new story next week, man. I'll have a new street work story next week, but my, the majority of mine's are sad. They're not like brothers freeing birds caught in, you know, plastic can uh, rappers, you know what I mean? Right, right. My story's is kind of... Like I said, it's like, you'd be like, man, it's a white, white, white. It's a one in end still go out. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's crazy. 
but you know, that was Satan. That was all Satan, man. It's like. Shoot, our first day in Metro, um, we set up for carts, man. This homeless lady walked up to us and was like, hmm, I see the serpents are back out and walked away. Oh, wow. I was like, we back at home. We back at home. I do. I'm not I'm not getting into no back and forth with no homeless person over anything. Oh no, oh no. I don't I don't even give them the time of day, man. Like this is a person with nothing to lose. They likely are suffering from some sort of mental, emotional disorder. You know what I'm saying? People who are homeless, man, it's like some bad stuff that happened to them. You know what I mean? They're not homeless because they're like, oh, I, I decided not to participate in the capitalist system anymore like like no they're homeless for a reason <laughs> they're homeless for a reason man and they they i do not get them no eye contact you know you watch them from a distance you just make sure they ain't running up on you and that's it you good you know i had a homeless dude bow bow down to me once <laughs> and, and, uh, i was, <laughs> Oh man, he bowed down to you like Paul and Apollos. Yeah, man. I was like, hey man, you only gotta bow down to me, man. He's like, no, oh, man, I just appreciate what you guys are doing. You guys are doing the work of the Lord. I was like, hey man, you, uh, you, you ain't gotta do that, man. You ain't gotta do that. <laughs> you said you ain't gotta do that. <laughs> Good thing I wasn't there, Ronnie. I would've been like, yeah, bow down to this African God. <laughs> You told your wife, hey, take it, hey, hey, take a pic, quick picture of me right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Put your hands on your hips. Look up in the sky. Hey, everybody, look at this dude bowing down to Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it'd be rough out there, though. It'd be rough out there. But let's, uh, real quick, man, want to get some thoughts on this. We're going to do a little brief uh, music table discussion, man. MVP style slash vibes and stuff. And um, I want to get your thoughts on the Stimulator Jones. We talked about it, you know, in briefing, but we didn't really take a deep dive into it. But uh, what, what was your thoughts on it, man? And bro, Stimulator Jones, he's a, he's a producer out of Virginia that Rodney put me on to some time ago. Um, he had an album. He, he's got beat tapes out there, but he had an album called Exotic Worlds and Masterful Treasures that I checked out last year that I love, love, love. It's so weird because the critics didn't really give it glowing reviews. But then he, I, and I thought it was an outstanding album. And um, he just dropped the kind of like spiritual sequel to it called Round Spiritual Ring, which is in the same style of music. And it's essentially an R&B album, but it's like he fuses like old school funk with R&B and Vaporwave and kind of like a little bit of New Jack Swing. And it's very reminiscent to me of like that late 80s, early 90s R&B that, you know, we were kind of hearing when we were kids. And I did some research on the dude. He was born in the 80s like us. So he probably grew up listening to the same type of music. And he's resurrected all of that, those old sounds from the late 80s, early 90s. And he's creating something new, which is essentially an R&B album. But man, I love this album. I am, I, it's it's my favorite non-hip-hop album of the year so far. And, um, you know, he's got acid jazz and funk on there, it's funk, funk fusion. I didn't know he could do another album like Exotic World to Masterful Treasures. And boy, man, he did it again. He did it again. 
you know, um, and this one, I think. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but he even went like a Jimi Hendrix route on one of the songs too with uh, with peace, love, respect, and adoration. I really enjoyed that track because I was it threw me off. You know what I mean? It yeah. As far as the placement of the song, because he was he was on that vibe that you was talking about, but then he kind of like just zoned out on this track, and I just really appreciate that he did that because it was kind of like showing his versatility. You know what I mean? And then after that song, he went right back to what he was doing. But it was just like, you know, at first it threw me off when I was listening to the song. I was like, man, why he put this here? But then as I listened to it more and more, I'm like, oh, man, like this dude is this dude is this dude is talented, man. He's extremely. Yeah, it sounds like there's moments in the album where it sounds like it's a band making music. But no, it's just one guy. It's just one producer. And I kind of like this more, a little bit more than the companion piece, uh, Exotic Worlds and Masterful Treasures. I think I might like Round Spiritual Ring a little more. It's definitely got a couple of cuts that I've thrown on my Pure Filth mixes. <laughs> hey, and I like the Street Fighter reference with the selection that he does before like tracks where you know how you're trying to select it's like a it's oh video where he's like trying to select the character it's like that little that little sound effect yeah has. yeah and then that beat yeah. drops you're like oh man that's that, that's kind of sick you know and he actually did that on his instrumental project last year um where uh he actually had a video for one of those tracks where he did the same thing he had like a street fighter style introduction so I, man like great album man great summary album i was listening to it on the back porch while my son was you know playing in the yard and i was listening to it i'm like man this i can't front this this kind of a sexy sounding album y'all it's dope hey also one back oh backstory uh too and i mentioned this on my coffee and beast episode i read an interview with him uh what motivated him to name it round spiritual ring is because as a kid that yeah yeah as a kid uh he thought that raspberry beret he thought that prince was saying round spiritual ring in the song but he you know he wasn't and so that's what inspired him to name it that album you know make that his album. yeah i read that too i i thought that was slick but man great homage to the music that we grew up on it's a great great um dose of nostalgia man and i'd I be needing that man i'd be needing that in these crazy times man the world is a crazy place right now we got lots of responsibilities on us as young men and like i'd be needing that nostalgia man i'd be needing that dose of it uh every so often and this album delivers it in spades i'm giving it a I'm, I'm giving it a nine out of ten, man. I I I I, I had like eight point five out of ten, but the more I'm thinking about it, like you know, and what a pleasant surprise this album was, and, and how phenomenal the production is, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten, man. My three favorite tracks are "Talk to You" uh, featuring Fat Tony, the little rap track he did, "All I Gotta Do," and "Impossible." Those bogus, dude. <laughs> All right, all right, uh, go ahead. What was your uh, top songs again? Oh, you didn't catch those. Uh, my top three songs were um, Talk To You featuring Fat Tony, the little rap track he did, um, All I Gotta Do. That's probably my favorite cut on the joint. And um, Impossible. Okay, okay. Oh, and, and, 
and and honorable mention to uh what you want what you want okay yeah i got uh i got a couple of mine's is different my my, my top um songs are different from yours um i got hold on i'm putting on my notes i just lost it there but uh, i got a ride um trevor sky uh peace love respect and adoration even though like I said, I, I just, you know, you know me and I like that weird stuff. And then I got, <laughs> I got vilified and then impossible. Ah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, those are all good tracks, man. I mean, you can't you can't really lose with none of this. Man. No, no, no. It's, it's really not. I, I gave it a nine. I gave it on my uh, Coffee and Beats episode. I gave it a 9.25 out of 10. So, like, this definitely is going down you know in my end of the year end of the year list um i got quite a few other non-hip-hop albums that i got over this one but this is definitely gonna make the list like i don't see anything knocking this knocking this off you know this is definitely gonna be in my top five at the end of the year so hey man it's a good time <laughs> yeah it's a good time man it's a healthy album you know it's, it's good you know it's yeah, that no. hard, you know, a lot of hard nineties dancing and everything. You know, you can hard nineties dance to it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's fit fit for Alicia Rogers herself, man. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this project. I'm, I'm definitely with you on this one. I'm, I remember when it when it first dropped. When it first dropped, I I, I didn't listen to it right away. Um, Cause I think it was a couple other releases. Did it come out the same? I think it came out the same week as the Lupe did, right? I believe it did. Yeah, yeah I believe it did. Which is also another phenomenal album. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, it came out. I, I, I tapped into the Lupe first because I was more excited about that, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a stimulator in my back pocket. And then yeah, actually, you you gave me the word. Honestly, that you know, he was like, man, it was all he was giving me the certified the certification that it was fired. So I was like, oh, okay, I check it out on the back end, and man, dude, I, it's still in the rotation, man. Still. He did it again because he did yeah. an EP. He did an EP in the same style of Exotic World. I, I remember that EP, yeah. yeah. But the EP, it was like it was maybe like one, it, maybe it two. Wasn't all that, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, maybe that was a one-off. But then he came back strong, stronger with this. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I mess with this heavy. And, 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 and I'm, not an R&B. I'm not an R&B dude, Rodney. You know that. I know. I know. You know me. I'm all about that soul. But it, yeah, I, I just, like I said, this this album definitely, you know, got a special place for me. You know, and uh it, it, it's this is a good one. This is definitely a good one. So this this and that you know it's um uh, you work on Alex Eisen? I am actually. Man, her last that this and that Marigold. Oh my goodness, man, those those are top notch R and B albums this year, man. Like just Alex Eisen. Yeah, I don't think I heard the new one. Oh, the Marigold. Oh man, that that album is amazing. That album is amazing. Like, <laughs> dude, her voice is just man. Her voice is like warm coffee, man. Just <laughs> Alex Isley. Yeah, Alex Isley. You know she's related to the Isley brothers. Okay. 
Oh, okay. This is somebody different then. I don't know her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she represented the BB dubs, man. You know, that can sing. So, you know, the, the red bone BB dubs. Hey, man, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to sell you on the album, man. <laughs> you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm running out of time myself, so we're going to get into these awards, man. We're going to get into these awards. Oh, we ain't going to do our convention review. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh, man, I skipped that. Hey, um, man, I, I, I wish, man. Let, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's do it for next week. Let's do it for next week. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna hit that up next week. But man, uh, you got any awards starting off with the, the our, our brand new award, uh, the, the Brother Sanders Side Eye Award? You got something for that? Yeah, uh, this week, uh, the recipient of the Brother Sanders Side Eye Award is Kiki Palmer. Yo, have you been hearing this debate going on about Kiki Palmer? Which one? The one that Zendaya one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Colorism is definitely a thing, but I don't think it's been, I don't, I think in this case or in this comparison, it's a bit overstated. I think people kind of, people aren't schooled up on her career. Exactly. That's what I was saying. I like, you know, and they just assume, oh, cause she's darker. She's had a rougher gold and Zendaya. And it's like, no, no not necessarily. She's been successful like, her whole career. Like since she was a kid. Since she was a kid, and she's just a different type of actress too. So, colorism is definitely a thing. But like, stop trying to make it a thing in every situation and every comparison. It's like she's a totally different type of actor, you know, or actress. <clears throat> but it's a thing. But like, stop, stop looking for it where it don't you know exist. Yeah, mine's is uh, mine's is Sarah McLaughlin, um, the racer. She's a track and field. Uh, star that's like breaking all types of records. Everybody, you know, talk about Shakari Richardson, man. But honestly, you know, Sarah to me is ten times better. And uh, you know, you don't know about her. Look her up, man. She's breaking <laughs> records up the wazoo. She got the side eye, huh? Yeah, she gets the side eye. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, Big Hair Rico Award. Mine's going to Donald Trump, man. And, and, I, and, and I don't know if you heard what this man said. No. Uh, the, the, this vomit that's been coming out this man's mouth of late. But this man had the nerve to say that he would force, if he could, he would force LeBron James to become a woman so that he could be the best WNBA coach ever. What? Yeah. Now here, and, and 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 here, you guys been longtime listeners of this show for eight seasons. You know me and Ian are not the biggest, not at all the biggest LeBron fans. But this right here, dude, I can't co-sign on that. This what does that even mean? He wants to force him to be a woman so he could be the best. It does, first of all, you just this the same dude that says shut up and dribble, right? So why yeah. why why would you have an opinion about first of all somebody's <laughs> I mean you first of all you insulted the WNBA you insulted LeBron James it, it, and it's like what like we it, 
Yeah, Agent Orange is just trying to stay relevant right now, man. Agent Orange. He's just trying to stay relevant. Man, my my big head, my big my big head Rico Award is this is the potential KD Jalen Brown trade. Trash. Trash. I wouldn't do it if I'm the Celtics. Do not do it. Please. This man would have been the MVP of the finals if they would have won. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you want to give that up for 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 KD? Who's no. gonna want to leave your team a year later? Exactly. And and who was teammates with a guy that y'all just got rid of? And who you just beat in the playoffs in the and first you just round? Beat the playoffs. Why would you want that? No, no, y'all. Yeah, that's run my... it back. Run it back. Run it back. That's my big head, Rico. Run it back. Uh, Essence of Otis. Um, Sesame's place. Hey, come here. Come here, you. Sesame Place. Oh, also you, Chuck E. Cheeses. Um, <laughs> no one wants to see you guys. Y'all mascots suck. Yeah, Y'all mascots suck, okay? Suck and you know it. what, Rodney? You know what, Rodney? Growing up, I thought I saw the, the, the exact same treatment, but I, after a while, it's like, you're like, maybe it's just my imagination. Maybe I'm crazy. But now, now, now that people have all this like camera evidence and footage, it's like, no, nah, I wasn't crazy. Like, no, that was definitely no. a thing. No, it's real. They don't want. They, they don't want to high five us. They don't want. No, that's why we pulled y'all tail. That's why we went behind y'all and kicked y'all. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> we knew what was up in, in our in our era. That's what I was doing at Chuck E. Cheese's. You know what I mean? I was put. I was putting on the tails. I was kicking them. I was tripping them. I'm doing all types of stuff to those mascots. So. Hey, it is what it is, man. Y'all better be glad that wasn't me in them videos. It would have been a fight. You would have been seeing me fighting the mascots. Oh, yeah. I co-signed that totally. <laughs> uh, you got an S's oldest? No, no. I'm going to co-sign yours. <laughs> um, I don't have a Cuddy Award. I do. Who you got? Man, got to give the Lifetime Cuddy Award to Mr. Bill Russell. Oh yeah, big time, big time, big time. I got a, it's a shame award, but you know what? It's not a, this man lived a great life, man. He accomplished so much, you know? I mean, he's an all-star. Absolutely, man. The best winner in NBA history. He had to fight the Lakers and racism. Yeah. Um, and, and and read up on his story too, man, and what he actually went through, man. Oh, like, man, dude. You know, just for just for Boston fans to celebrate the white guy who won eight less titles than him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I man, I, I've definitely done my share of, of, of Bill Russell research and some of the stuff that he went through. I don't wish on nobody. It, it's it, it was for him to, and then on top of that. On top of that, and this is the most underrated thing about Bill Russell's career. He won a championship as a coach, a player coach. Yeah, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. He won a championship. His his final year, he beat a prime Wilt Chamberlain in game seven. And, and, and I'm going to just share this real brief story. I remember the GM, it was a game seven on the road in L.A., and it was Bill Russell's last season. 
as a player, but you know, as a player, but he was also coaching the team. And they pre the Lakers GM prearranged balloons to be put at the top of the stadium with nets holding them. And so during shoot around, Bill Russell goes out to the court, looks up, and was like, who put them balloons up there? I remember that story. I remember that story. And he rushed into the Lakers uh, GM's office and cursed them out and told them that, that, that we're gonna win this, we're gonna win these finals. And that's what they did. And he won his 11th championship in LA. It was it was great. It was also some Will Chamberlain controversy too in that game, but you know, man, Bill Russell definitely like he knocked the game down a flight of stairs, man. Knocked the game down a flight of stairs. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, man. Uh, I'm a I'm a, the Play Yourself Award. We already you know spilled out all the candy on that. All the candy. <laughs> All the candy is on the ground, man. The candy is gone. It's the kids that came and picked it up, man. Pinata is like blasted open. Both both of them blasted open. Candy for everybody. We already know the story. Uh, I don't have a milk carton award because ain't really nobody playing. I got a milk carton award. Unless you got some. The next brother Sanders beat tape, man. It's ready to drop. <laughs> I gotta go get him, man. I gotta go get him. You know he's been busy lately, man. You know. Yeah, I heard. I heard. I heard. Brother Sanders caught COVID, man. He caught the COVID nineteen. He caught the call. Yeah, he had COVID nineteen. Yeah, man. We had we had to quarantine him, man. But uh, he 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 good, man. He got that second boost. He got he had the second boost, so he he good. good. You know. Okay, he bouncing back. Yeah, yeah, he bouncing back. He said that second right. boost helped him up. You know. I just had to make sure. You know, I got to check on him at night. You know what I mean? Make sure he. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I told him to stop being around them, stop hanging around them loose women in them Bible study. Caught that, caught that, caught that COVID man. Oh, that Rona. Yeah, but uh, it's a shame what happened to Brady Griner, man. And uh, yeah, Woo. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But shit, shit, I- I'm gonna get her this award instead. Indeed. Yeah, but man, I gotta get out of here, y'all. Appreciate it. Zoom, y'all bogus. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you just got to pay for the package deal like I did. <laughs> Already paid for the congregation package. <laughs> you know they went yeah. up too, right? They about to pull all them licenses. Um, I'm not surprised. Yeah, they went up. They went up on the pro. The pro is but like, it's so, you know what? It's so convenient for my podcast. I'm like, screw it. I'll just, I'll just pay for it. Cause I, I was using like videoconference.com and you know Anchor, which was always giving me problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm gonna send you, I'm gonna send you the link to that podcast, that Prim podcast, man. You're gonna love it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, you're gonna love it. And, and, and to the listeners, man, thanks for sticking around with us, man. We appreciate all y'all's support. Uh, again, shout out to the Burbank congregation. And be on the lookout for this Brother Sanders mixtape, man. He going to drop it before the summer wraps up. Because come new service year, we got a new Sister Williams beat tape coming up. Oh, man. <laughs> she ready hey. to hit the streets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and, and um. also, I, I just want to take this time out to... Shout out those Sister Jacksons out there too, man. You know, you know those Sister Jacksons. 
it's one in every congregation. The ones that's, you know, they was, you know, they faithful sisters, faithful sisters in the congregation. But, you know, they got a little loose mouth on them. You know, they, you know, you you looking at your sister Jackson like, hey, wait, 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 why you why you looking at me like that? Oh, don't worry about it, brother. Just just keep on preaching. You fine. <laughs> Sister Jackson. Yeah, yeah, those well, Sister Jacksons out there. Uh, hey, did she hang out with Sister Williams? <laughs> oh, they they no, she don't really get down with Sister Williams like that. You know, she too she too uh spiritual for for her. You know, they, you know, Sister Jacksons, they like to do their own thing. Well <laughs> 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 yeah, man, I'm gonna get out of here, y'all. Appreciate y'all joining us. And we'll see y'all on the next episode. All right, for sure. Peace. 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 Peace.
mercy needs to be. Oh, 